It just got warmed up. Would you like to hear them do that again? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for being here this morning on a beautiful, beautiful uh, Lord's Day. Thank you for listening by uh, live stream everywhere I go. Uh, people are saying, hey, I, I don't get to see you very big because I'm watching you on a phone, but uh, I'm thankful uh, for live stream. And those who are listening by live stream, we're, we're not planning on cutting live stream out. We're planning on increasing it. And uh, we're spending a lot of money to, to try to get it where you can hear it better and see it better. And who knows? We may be on KLTV before it's over with. Uh, as soon as y'all get another pastor. Uh, so, uh, but I'm thankful that you're here. In Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2 is where we'll be this morning. I've just kind of reminisced a little bit. Uh, boy, thinking a year ago, one year ago today, or, or this last couple of weeks, this auditorium was covered in a giant Christmas tree. <laughs> what, y'all remember that? <laughs> what a time. Amen. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Brother Aaron did not like that at all. He says, we'll never do another Christmas tree. Uh, but this year, could, mm, there's nothing that we've done that could top this year. It has been just tremendous. Uh, we've seen God do thing after thing after thing this entire year. It's been a glorious time. And before I forget it, next Sunday starts our Focus uh, 23 Bible Conference. And next Sunday morning during the 1045 service, our missionary to the Ukraine uh, Samuel Hughes. He was here Wednesday night, and I didn't realize that, or we'd had him share Wednesday, but he's out this morning, but he'll be here next Sunday morning just to share with us some of the things that, that they've experienced. Uh, they've actually left Ukraine temporarily to go to Romania, and uh, just share with him. So that's an exciting thing also of what God is doing. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word, and that came to pass in those days, that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Father, thank you this morning as we just explore this scripture and just talk about a few things, Lord, I pray you'll burn within our heart how important this precious son being born of a virgin is to our uh, Christianity and to our lifestyle here on this earth and in the future to come in eternal life. Lord, may your spirit guide us. I pray you would cleanse me Hide me behind the cross and fill me with your Holy Spirit that what is said and done would honor and glorify you on this wonderful, sacred day that we celebrate your birthday. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. 
Have you heard about the little boy that loved to go to church? He enjoyed the, the music. He enjoyed the scriptures, the creeds, the sermon, the fellowship. He even loved the preacher. He, he loved the minister. Thought he was great too. But there's one thing that he just could not get over was those long pastoral prayers. I mean, they would just go on and on and on. And he just, he liked everything except that one thing. One day after Sunday, the little boy's parents invited the minister home for Sunday lunch. And he, would you believe it, his mama asked the preacher to pray. The little boy thought to himself, man, we ain't going to eat before 2 o'clock today. I mean, it's going to be bad. But to his astonishment, the pastor just said, Lord, bless this home, bless this food, use us in your service, amen. And you know how little boys are. They sometimes speak just what's on their heart without ever thinking about it. The little boy in astonishment looked over at the minister and he said, man, you don't mess around when you're hungry. I don't want to mess around this morning. This is going to be short, not even going to be a sermon, really. I just want to talk to you for a few moments, and you're going to be out way early. God told me to go ahead and let you out early today. I said, Lord, are you sure? He said, they don't have nowhere to go but home. So, uh, you know, so there's no, no restaurants. Uh, it, it, it's going to be short and sweet. I don't want to mess around because I believe that we're all hungry for God this morning or you wouldn't even be here on Christmas morning. I think you're hungry to hear the Word of God and to know what God has to say to you, or you wouldn't even be here this morning. So I praise God for your hunger. And uh, the name Jesus literally means Lord is salvation. Yahweh saves, or Savior. Jesus came at Christmas to do what we could not do for ourselves. And He came to die on a cross. Have you ever thought about what the alternative to Christmas could have been. You know, there was another time in history that people got so wicked and the world became so cruel that God decided enough is enough. He didn't send Christmas that time. He sent a flood. Have you ever thought that had not Christmas come that maybe we would have all been wiped out with some other calamity? You know, God's able to do that. And yet this time, because of the prophecy of the uh, prophets 700 plus years before, Christ came and died. Actually, was born in a stable. And that's what we celebrate. But I want to tell you, it's kind of it's like a, uh, it's hard to separate the birth from the burial and the crucifixion and the resurrection. Because, you, you know, if it hadn't been for the birth, there wouldn't be a resurrection. If it hadn't been for the burial, there wouldn't have been a resurrection. I mean, it's all contingent upon one another. I uh, uh, read about a, a missionary to Africa. Her name was Karen. She was an, a Methodist missionary, and she was uh, a nurse. She'd always been home for Christmas. This was her first year away from all of her family. Maybe you know what that's like. Uh, maybe some of you have had people that are in the service, and for the first time in your entire family's life, Everybody's not going to be there together. Everybody won't be there. Uh, and, and anyway, she was in Africa, and she was just got more homesick and more homesick. So she finally, God, she prayed to God about it, and she sent each one of them a letter, each one of her family a letter. 
And when they opened it on Christmas morning, that letter for each family contained part of a jigsaw puzzle. And they put it all together. They, they put the puzzle together, and this is what it said. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. I give you my heart. What a beautiful example of what Christ has done for us. We didn't need silver or gold. We, we didn't need any more finances. We didn't need any more education. What we needed was a Savior. My dear Savior, who was born on Christmas morning. Now, I know, you know, I don't have time to get into all this stuff. You know, and I know, both know, the odds of it being December 25th, they're as good as it being December 24th. But this is the day. This is the day that we have set aside for the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it ought to be celebrated in the Lord's house where you are today. And I'm thankful that you're here. God did for us on that first Christmas. He gave us his heart, his son, into the world to save us, to redeem us, and to turn our life around. But not only did he save us, there's three other things that I think this is evident this morning. Number one, Jesus Christ saves us from delusion. Do you know sometimes we think more of ourselves than we ought to? <laughs> we can get delusional if we're not real careful. And he saves us from ourselves. Outside of the Bible, the probably most uh, uh, sought after and read and viewed uh, story about Christmas is the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. You remember that story? There's an old man in there that's mean as a junkyard dog. I mean, he, he is mean. He's grouchy. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, he's just bad. He's bad. And then also in that story, there's another young man in there, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim Cratchit. He's just the opposite of what Ebenezer Scrooge is. Tiny Tim was always smiling, always happy. He was a crippled little boy, couldn't get around like everyone else, but he always had a smile on his face, always happy. We read a lot about that, and I watched it again yesterday just to be sure I was freshened up on it. If you get to really searching in the Christmas Carol, you'll find that it's really an entire story about a conversion. It's about a guy named Ebenezer Scrooge that was lost without God, and yet through some ghost stories, he had three different visits, he turned his life around, and he began to love God. He began to be uh, 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 giving and, and uh, generous and loving. I mean, he went so far, you can tell how, how people get saved or not what they do with their money. He gave Bob Cratchit a raise. But I guarantee you, you know, God got a hold of him for that. And I was thinking, as I was watching that yesterday, what if God sent an angel to visit me like, like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? What if he sent one to visit you like that? Would you, uh, would you come out like Ebenezer Scrooge? Would you begin to look and see and think, you know what? I haven't been the example I need to be. I haven't been the shining light that God wants me to be. I, I may not have ever even accepted Christ 
and I've put on a front and I've, I've told everybody and I smile and I act like everything's okay. But the real truth is I, I've, I've never had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The glorious thing is that the same God who turned Ebenezer Scrooge around can turn you around also. He's still alive. He's still here. And he still desires that all men be saved. All men. Uh, he becomes a loving grandfather type. Uh, he gives away a turkey and he gives gifts and he gives raises. And, and uh, uh, it, 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 it literally, there are two things that convert Scrooge. One of them is the visits of the ghost. I mean, that'd be enough right there. But the second one is, there's a family named the Cratchits, and they keep loving him no matter what he does. No matter who he pulls, it doesn't make any difference. Bob Cratchit, now his wife kind of got aggravated with him. You just ought to leave him alone. Let him die. Let him, he's a cantankerous old man. But Bob never did. That family never did. Tiny uh, Tim never did. They continually. Do, do you think that maybe some in our family might could be saved if we loved them like the Cratchits loved Ebenezer Scrooge? Mm. We're fascinated with the story. But the problem is each one of us are just like Ebenezer Scrooge. We're, we're made of clay. We, we are born into a sin-natured world. And every one of us need the same touch that Ebenezer Scrooge needed. The good news, we celebrate Christmas. 2,000 years ago, God looked down and saw a sick, delusional, like Ebenezer Scrooge and said, I want to come and I... I, I, I want to save them. I want to encourage them. I want to lift them up. And he, he came to change us from being greedy, selfish, disillusioned people into generous, loving, caring, servant people. Christ saves us from the delusionment. Secondly, though, this morning, Christ saves us from defeat. He saves us from defeat. We're, 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 listen to me. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're, you're still going to go through troubles and you're going to go through trials. But I want to tell you, don't ever let anybody say you're defeated. It may look like we are, but the battle's not over. It's not over. Well, the battle actually is over. Jesus covered it in, on Calvary. But I'm talking about there's still going to be uh, little uh, wars and rumors of wars and all of this stuff that's going on. But Jesus has already won the victory. We're not losers. We're defeat. Because he was born, he saves us from defeat. 1939, a man by the name of Robert May uh, worked for a company. You young people won't even know what it is. But you old people will. We called it Monkey Ward down in East Texas. It was Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward was a thrilling business and everything. And and, and the, the CEO came to Robert May and he said, look, in 1939, we want something new for Christmas. We're, we're tired of Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. 
And Robert May took the story of Santa Claus and grafted it in with the story of the ugly duckling to come up with a new story called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's how it got started in 1939. The ugly duckling, uh, people taunted Rudolph, they taunted him, they didn't want to play with him, they didn't want to have anything to do with him. And yet, at the same time, when he was needed because of outside help, he was raised up to be the hero. To not be defeated, but to be a winner. Wow. Now that's a, a cute, child-friendly story, but and it's a catchy tune and all that, but we like that story because it rises up from defeat into victory. Jesus does the same thing. He saves us from defeat. Rudolph was despised, he was rejected, he was teased, but because of his red nose, everything that they despised him for, he comes to save the day with his nose so bright. Uh, let me remind you of another Rudolph that you young people won't know either. I don't know. I just read. It was a lady by the name of Wilma Rudolph. And the year was 1960. And Wilma Rudolph won three. She was the first woman to win a gold medal for the United States. She won three that year. Three gold medals. She became the fastest woman on the face of the earth during those times. She came out of Clarksville, Tennessee. She was born and she had a bad uh, leg. The doctor told him that there would be no hope that she could ever walk except with braces or with a crutch. No hope. But her mama loved God. Her mama said, I'm not accepting that. I'm not going to believe that. It may be that God does do that, but I'm still going to have faith that he's going to heal her and she's going to walk. And so they began to uh, go to the doctors and everything, and, and the family would take turns four times a day for over five years. Different family members would massage her, it was her left leg, her left leg and everything, and, and just massage it for hours at the time. She got her first brace and began to kind of walk with it. And they would still keep massaging and keep massaging until she was nine years old and her mama was looking out the kitchen window over the sink. And she saw little Wilma yank off that brace and barefooted start running. And she became, uh, went on to, to win the, the uh, Olympic three-time gold medal. Why? Because I want to tell you, her mama didn't believe that. She rose from defeat into victory. Could, could I tell you this morning that the devil has on your agenda to keep you in defeat? Even if you're saved today, he's got it on his agenda. He knows he can't mess with your salvation, so he's going to mess with your testimony and try to get you to be sad and delusional and unhappy. I want to tell you the most glorious thing we've got going for us is that the Lord Jesus Christ saved our soul. My dear Savior, my dear Savior, what a, what a Paul said it like this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I had a, a seminary extension, a professor that used to say, I'll translate that for you. He said, bring it on, I'm ready for anything. For Christ is my strength. 
Now listen to me this morning. Don't you quote that half scripture. Don't you go around here like I hear kids saying, I know they got it from their mom and daddy. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do anything. I can do all things. No, you can't. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. If Christ is not strengthening you, you can't do all things. But because of Christmas, we understand that Jesus Christ saves us from defeat. He strengthens us and makes us winners. Last thing. Christ can save us from death. He can save us from death. See, if you've been born one time, you're going to die two times. But if you've been born two times, you're going to die just one time. Uh, (laughs) The scriptures remind us that nothing, Romans 8 says nothing, and then it lists a whole lot of things, and then it says absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God. If you're here this morning and you're saying, yeah, but you don't know what I've done, I don't know what you've done, but I'll tell you what, God already knows what you've done. And you may have to pay a consequence for it. You may have to pay for what you've done. But I'll tell you in the midst of that, he still loves you. And he wants you to be saved. And there's absolutely no reason for you to have to pay a consequence here on this earth and then turn around and pay a consequence on judgment day. Jim Harnish is pastor of Hyde Park United Methodist Church. And he tells about a member of his staff. Her name was uh, Veta. And, and uh, she was in charge of the uh, uh, weddings and all of the stuff that went on. She was the one that would tell the bridesmaid, stand up straight, you know, and shake the groomsmen and say, you're supposed to be over here. And she had everything in precision. And she loved Christmas. Well, she did Christmas right. I mean, she had several trees in her house. Those of you, I'm not sure if we can't put presents under one. I'm not sure why we would have four or five. But anyway, she had several trees in her house. And she would even go so far as to take pictures of her decorations. So that if next year, if she forgot anything, she could look back and see what her decorations were to make sure. She just was just she was the joy she'd walk in a room and people just light up people just wanted to be around her and on december the 10th right before christmas she got in a car wreck and killed her her husband tried to grope through that and there are many of you who are trying to grope through that this year this would be the first year that somebody hadn't been with you that you've loved dearly our hearts are with you and our prayers are with you the next year, her husband wrote a, a uh, devotional for the church's uh, Advent series. And this is what he said on December the 10th, the greatest joy in my life was snuffed out. And he described how he struggled to find a way to face Christmas without her. He began asking, what would God and, and V want me to do? The answer came, he said, just like it was a public announcement. Do what you've always done. He said, it's just like he was hearing it. 
God said to him, you do what you've always done. You stay in church. You be around Christian people. You celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it was like a double tone when he heard, decorate the house. And be sure there are at least two trees in that house. You know, he thought, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. But he got up and he began to do it, took some of her pictures and he began to place decorations where they always had been. And about halfway through it, he began to sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come. You see, one of the best ways you can help get over your depression or your sadness is go do something for somebody else. Get, get out of your little comfort zone and Go across the road to the neighbor or do something in your home or do something for somebody else. He concluded his devotional by saying, the nights are still lonely and some days are longer than others. But God is with me and I've been able to have joy. Man, what a blessing. Martin Luther said, there are two days on my calendar, this day and that day. This day refers to the day today, right now. Christmas morning, 2022. That day refers to the judgment seat of Christ. He said two days, this day and that day. This day will determine what you do on that day. That's why this day is so important. It's Christmas, we honor the Lord Jesus Christ, we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, but I want to tell you, your salvation on this day means that you'll have eternal life on that day. Now, you, you don't have to do that. You can, you can uh, say, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I will hasten to tell you this. To be saved is not saying a few words. It's not signing a card. To be saved is to totally change your life. Ebenezer Scrooge, he was a total different person. And when Jesus comes into your life, young or old, you become a changed person. It's a total change. My favorite Christmas song, we've not sang it this year. I sang it, but we haven't. It's an old, old one. That last verse says, O beautiful star of hope and rest, for the redeemed, the good and the blessed. Yonder in glory when the crown is won, Jesus is now the star divine. Brighter and brighter he will shine. O beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. That star pointed people to Jesus. Jesus was the light of the world. He has ascended into heaven. And therefore, we're to be the light that shines in this day and time. And I'm just asking us as a church for 2023 that's coming up, and for even today, maybe in some of your families, you say, I don't want to shine. Get your heart right with God. You'll shine. Forget about all the things of this world and remember what Christ has done for us. And it'll make you shine. If we don't shine, who else is going to? Could I tell you that our government's not going to shine? 
Our schools will hit a few and miss a few, but they're not going to shine. Our Congress is not going to shine. Our politicians are not going to shine. Somebody said this week it was so cold in Washington, they saw a politician with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> the only chance we've got in this world for our children and our grandchildren coming up is to shine like Jesus right now. Because if we don't shine now, you and I both know we've gone down, 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 down. And everybody just takes for granted we're going to continue to go down. But I'll tell you, one good burst from the Holy Ghost of God can turn every bit of that around. And though the whole world go down, there's no reason why this group right here can't continue to shine for Christ. Father, thank you this morning for the joy of the Lord. Thank you for your death. But Father, first of all, thank you for your birth. You'd not been born. There's no way you could have died. You left heaven in all of his glory to come to earth to be born in a stable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for us. You've provided the light of the way to have eternal life. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Lord, you're in this place working right now. And I pray, Father, your Holy Spirit would have control of every person that's listening right now, even here and those who are listening by live stream. Father, may you right now have control of their life. And then, Lord, we're thankful on this Christmas day that we're winners and not losers. We're thankful that you saved us from our death. You saved them from our disillusionment. You've saved us, Lord Jesus from all of our defeats in our life. We love you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have a time.